What's up? Welcome to the Weekly Drop Podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Michael. And we are here to give you all things interesting, really. We got everything. Yes. So we are best friends who date. We live together, all that good stuff. And we like to talk about pop culture, lifestyle, things that are going on, music, I mean, sports, basically everything and kind of just put it into a weekly drop. It's not the bi-weekly drop, which I got in trouble for because <laughs> I was like, dang, can we skip this week? I said no. But yeah, we can't change our names, so we have to do it every week. <laughs> so uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram. You can follow us at the weekly drop pod. That's P-O-D. And you can also follow us on Facebook at the weekly drop. And yeah, we're just going to run right into it because we got a lot to talk about today and I'm exhausted and want to go to sleep. And we are fresh off a Sunday brunch. Yes, we are. Whole bottle of mimosa. Is that what I had? Whole bottle. You had a, a bottle of mimosa. I'm feeling it. I had one drink actually. Yeah. you And it was a very good drink. It was a blueberry. <laughs> I don't even know. It had Frangelico in it. It had Ooh, um, mixed fancy. berry jam. Okay. I had cream and then it had a raspberry liqueur mm. and it was so Tastes good. Tastes like dessert. It literally, I wanted more, but cream messes my stomach up. So yep. I was trying to be good to me and I think I did well. Got to treat yourself. Yeah. But you had bottomless. So you're feeling a little. Oh, and I got every, every last inch of it. Yeah. Oh, that does not. Oh, good. wow. We're going to do this every week. So. <laughs> Alrighty. So let's get into it. Let's drop it like it's hot. We saw, did we talk about Drake yet? We did. Last episode, we talked about the concert. Um, and how that experience was our whole Miami trip Mm -hmm. and, uh, and how tired we were after that too. But, uh, yeah, I mean, for those who didn't listen to last week, welcome. And we went to the Drake concert in Miami. It was fantastic. The production was top tier. The track list was top tier. The guests he brought out were top tier. DJ Khaled came out. My boy. And then seven days after the concert, we got a new album. 23 new brand new tracks new brand new tracks and you were so surprised you like i saw i saw him drop the track list and i just look over and you're counting on the phone you're like i went one two three four five six seven i was like what is this 23 tracks i'm like that's so many you would think you just won like a million dollars crazy and then so then he drops the album at 6 a.m and i open it and at the very bottom it says how long the album is it does this for every album on spotify and apple and it said an hour and 23 minutes and i went oh that is a movie my lordy that is so long so um i listened through and through a couple times uh i'm a firm believer that one time through an album is not enough to kind of get your your final judgment you'd attest to this because you've listened to doja cat's album scarlet seven eight times i'm gonna go like 12 to 15 because i listen to it now every time i'm at the gym right and songs that you didn't like your Mm -hmm. first three times around are now at the top of your playlist so it it always evolves and i think a biggest thing of this is you start to assimilate some songs with past memories and and you're like oh wow i can really relate to that and maybe the first time through you glossed it over because there were other tracks that were highlights and then you go back and you're like, all right, well, let me give track 13 a try and see what it's about. And uh, and then just gets better and better after each listen. And I would say the first time you started playing some songs off of For All the Dogs album that oh, Drake oh, just oh. dropped. Oh, right. <laughs> Already <laughs> then <laughs> that Drake just dropped. Um, I would say that I was not super impressed at first. But again, I usually listen to like Drake hype songs, yeah. except for that Take Care era. I always listen to Drake hype songs or basically whatever is popular on the radio. He's not one of my favorite artists, but I do like him as an artist. So this one has a mixture of stuff. And first, when I was hearing like more of the R&B melodic things that he was 
singing about, I was like, eh, I could give or take it kind of makes me sleepy. But then we were driving to go grocery shopping and I think it was like the second time or the third time we were going through the album. And I was like, actually, this is kind of fire. And then we were cleaning on Saturday and you were playing it. And I was like, Oh, what's, like, what's, what's in this? What's in was... this one? Secretly, you're like, oh, add the playlist. Add I to told library. you that too. I was like, I'm going to add that one. I'm going to yeah. add that one. It's weird. I don't know what, and he's been doing it for years and years and years now, but for for most people, they start out the album and they're like, oh, I just, I don't, I don't really like it. It's not like his old stuff, you know, or now more than ever, it's trending to hate, mm-hmm. to be a hater. Of course. So now, of course, it immediately comes out. And again, like last episode, one of our new favorite words, mid. Everyone's just like, oh, this album's mid, this album's mid, mid this, mid that. And it's just, it's easier to hate, I guess, which I don't understand that because if you just like something, just like it. You don't have to project your fake hate. But And if it's real, then okay, I understand But some people too. just like to feel cool and be like, oh, you didn't like it? Oh, yeah, me neither. Yeah. So I never understand that. And honestly, for this album in particular, it... Definitely changed my perspective because I'm a huge person of wanting to watch YouTube videos on how people reacted to it and if the people that I feel like I can relate to also related to this album. And it was about 50-50 of liking it and hating it. And I think the biggest thing which we had talked about in the car is I think him titling the album for all the dogs threw off this entire thing. Yeah, because it sounds like it's going to be for like players. Yeah, it's not for like a dog, like... It sounds like that, but then I had told you my little theory and I'm like, well, you know, when you refer to someone like back in the day and you're like, yo, that's my dog. Yeah. Like, that's my boy from, from middle school, from elementary school. We go way back. And I feel like if you look at the album from that perspective for all the dogs, the people that have been my fans since day one, the take care fans, the thank me later fans, this is going to be the album that resonates with you. And I, Went into the first listen thinking, oh, this is about like, I'm on my grimy, like, forget all my exes, like that type of music. Dang, but you happy now, right? Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm blessed. <laughs> I'm blessed. But, but that's, I mean, like I said, that's the best part about his music is you can relate to that point in life when you did go through those experiences and there are tracks for that. But when you think about it in the grand scheme, if you look at it like, oh, I've been a day one fan, these old tracks that I remember from way back when. And then you look at it now and you're like, wow, like I've been on this journey for 12, 13 years and, and now I'm at this point. And then him announcing that he's going to be stepping away from music for a little bit. It's like, wow, this is kind of bittersweet. Yeah. So, I mean, he just dropped his album. He obviously just finished his tour yesterday. He did his last uh, 50 stops. He did 50 stops. 50 stops. And so he did his last uh, show in Toronto. Obviously, that's where he's from. But it's interesting that he dropped the the whole album and then he was like okay i'm gonna take a break now because you would think usually when obviously artists drop albums they're like okay i'm gonna go on tour now to promote the yeah. album but he said he's totally taking a he's break like, i'm done do you think that's weird or i do think it's a little weird i also i mean it's kind of interesting because he did um he did the aubrey and the three amigos tour for him and migos way back with in 2018 and that didn't really highlight any particular album because scorpion had just came out but it wasn't like a scorpion driven tour and then he did this one, which would highlight her loss, but her loss, her loss, her loss, but her loss came out a year ago. So <laughs> year this ago. is bad. This is the mimosa talking <laughs> right now. So it came out a little bit ago and now we're here. And the album that I feel like everyone would want to hear is out. And 
now we're just going to kind of sit on it for a while. But again, I'm okay with it. If you need to take some time off, take some time off. Yeah. Travis is a good example. Uh, Astro World came out, critically acclaimed album. <laughs> this is going to be rough. You had today. one when I said too much. Travis came out, critically acclaimed album in Astro World. And then after that, he took five years off and dropped Utopia. And that's critically acclaimed. And mm-hmm. that's the leading rap album in the United States right now. So taking time off does help for some people. For others, it hurts. A lot of people like to just churn out music. So I personally, all in all, I love this album. I'm not in a position of ranking it just yet because recency bias would have me put it right at the top, but that's not fair. So there's a lot of great tracks, a lot of highlights. I know me being the fan I am, there was a couple songs I was already singing in the car because they had leaked out early. You're and like, I knew that was going to be like, on the album. I'm like, this is on it, let's go, let's go. So that was good. I think by far the number one highlight off this album is the song First Person Shooter with J. Cole. So saying that. That is not my song of the okay, week. Okay, because we're wrapping up music. That's so. not my song right, of the week. But so I, I will talk about this for a little bit. So for the longest, it had been talked that J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, and Drake are the holy trinity of music right now. So they're the best three out. There's no one that can even come close to them. And they kind of carried the new school of rap music into where we are today. So this track doesn't include Kendrick Lamar, but they mention him several times. And it's really just J. Cole flexing like he's the number one rapper and Drake being like, do this, man. I'm right here with you. I think I'm number one. You think you're number one. Kendrick is arguably a number one as well. We're kind of a three headed goat. So this is what we got. And if you guys like it, here you go. I mean, the song is really good. It's and ridiculous. It's just besides, obviously, the bars that these men <laughs> <Bars>. serve. <laughs> Their voices sound so good when they rap. Like, J. Cole has this specific sound Mm -hmm. that the minute... I remember we were listening to a song and it didn't say featuring J. Cole. And I was like... And it was a 21 Savage song. And I'm like, why he sound like J. Cole here? And you were like, it is is J. J. Cole. And I'm like, well, why didn't they say his name? Yeah, and for you guys listening, for whatever reason on 21 Savage's album, a lot is not mentioned with J. Cole as a feature. So we played a lot in the car and how much money you got? A lot. Yeah. And J. Cole comes in and you were like, "Uh, that sounds like J. Cole. And I'm like, "Uh, that is J. Cole. So weird. So, yeah, he does have a very distinct voice and... So does Drake, I mean, for that matter. Yeah. But what and so I, does Kendrick. Yeah, they all do. And But what I loved about this song is them going back and forth. So like J. Cole would do 20 seconds. Drake would come in and do his bit. And then J. Cole would come in. And I feel like when artists, not just rappers, but artists go back and forth on songs, you can't beat that. It's a certified hit. Yeah, that's very true. So that's all I got for all the dogs. It's out. Go listen. I love it. I know numerous people that love it. I actually know people that hate it too. Mm-hmm. So I've heard some uh, stuff. They've kind of, they haven't like brought me back down to earth. I just, I'm like, I felt the same way about Honestly Nevermind when it came out. A lot of people hated it and they're like, oh, this sucks. This isn't Drake. And I'm like, well, it is. But for whatever reason, he just has this ear for a sound that we're not ready for yet. Yeah. And then I guarantee you, Weeks from now, months from now, we're going to be talking about how this is a great album. And to wrap this music session up, I have something that was shared on Instagram. Ooh. He got so salty because he's obviously reading that people are so-so about the album. And he actually shared reviews from Take Care years and years and years ago when it dropped. This is one review right here. I think his album was weak, repetitive, boring at times, and nothing new. Nothing exciting, same old, same old. From Take Care? Yeah, which is arguably one of the greatest albums of all time. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? I like that he has receipts. Uh, too much singing for me. 
I'm obviously a gangster, so don't mess around with me. That was a real review. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know gangsters wrote reviews. I guess. They got time. (laughs) Um, Someone said, Thank Me Later is better than Take Care. Features went harder on Thank Me Later. Classic verses from everyone. The rapping was better and no track had to be skipped. Take Care only has a few songs I like. Good album at best. Ooh. So, I mean, it's just funny how, like, off rip, you're like, oh, this sucks. And now where we're at now, Take Care is a classic. Yeah. So what's going to happen five, ten years from now? I just like that he didn't take it. Like, obviously, he was a little offended that some people aren't liking his album. But I like that he's like, let me educate you really quick and let me show you. Y'all were saying the same thing back then. Which is one thing he read Joe Budden to oh, the and we, can, and we can go in for a full. Oof. That'll take us. We'll do that a later time because that'll take forty minutes just to do that. But he ripped Joe Budden a new one. Yeah, I was reading it and I was like, oh, that was the that Scorpio was like in him. Pent up anger. Yeah, like, like he, was he was like, was I've been wanting to in. say this for a minute, and yeah. now I got my chance. Yeah. Which is so funny because then two hours later he's at the concert and he's like, yeah, my boy Twenty One finally made it out the country, and you're like, how did you go from screaming at someone? three hours ago to now you're the happiest person on earth so kudos scorpio tings crazy (laughs) so go with your song of the week this song needs no introduction oh period we're going straight into singing this week and this is not the alcohol that's leading me to i think it is it's not so are you i don't know if you're ready for this but you think you yeah okay deep breaths now I'm speechless over the edge. Oh. I'm just breathless. <laughs> I never thought that I'd catch this love, love bug again. again. Wait. Now I'm <laughs> terrible. That's so good. I love the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. So Erica and I just watched Camp Rock one and two uh, a couple nights ago, and. I don't know about you guys. You could be closeted fans. I really don't care. Jonas Brothers freaking, they're so They're sick. the best, yeah. So Love Bug is one of my favorite songs ever, and I have no idea why, but it's amazing. And I wish they would perform it every day. Every day. It's that <laughs> I like good. to order the Jonas Brothers to perform that song so every day. It starts out so slow, mm-hmm. just how I was doing it. I mean, it's just so sweet, and then you get yeah. into the- And then they <laughs> rock out, and it's amazing, and I just sit there with two freaking rock hands <laughs> up, and I'm like- <laughs> Let's had more go. than two, I would be scared. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Three hands. <laughs> My song of the week is going to be a classic. Um, if anybody knows me, they know I randomly sing this all the time. And if it resurfaces, I'll play it every single day for a month. Um, so that is going to be my band by D12. Let's go. That's my pajami. So I'm just going to go in the chorus, even though I know the whole song, but I'm going to just, I don't know, dude. I'm just going to do it. Okay. These chicks don't even know the name of my band. Now they're all on me like they want to hold hands. Cause once I blow, they know that I'll be the man. All because I'm the lead singer of my band. My band. My band. My band. My band. My band. (laughs) It's the best song ever. Yeah. So if anybody listening. (laughs) If anybody listening has never heard that song ever in their life, shame on you. And go look it up right now because it's the best song ever. And also, who's the lead singer of D12, baby? Eminem, baby. (laughs) It's his band. And then if you have listened to that song before. 
Just do yourself a favor and go watch the music yeah, do video. Yeah, do a It's so good. So Bring good. it back. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Wow, two really good songs this week. Yeah. I'm proud of us. I felt them like in my soul. You really thought I was going to do a Drake song too. And I, I wanted to. I know. So next week, I'll probably do a dissection of First Person Shooter, the song with J. Oh, Cole. exciting. But... <laughs> Did they bring your bring your pillow next week yeah, for I that will. segment? Trust. But, cool. So the writer strike is over. I Finally. feel like we talked about that last episode, but there was something interesting that happened due to the writer strike being over that I wanted to talk about. So, funny enough, when the writer strike started, I believe it was 146 days until they came to some kind of agreement. Um, that number might be off by a little. But uh, Drew Barrymore originally was supposed to host the MTV Awards show last year, and the writer strike had started, and she actually stepped down from doing it to be in solidarity with the writers and, you know, the entertainment industry. Well, fast forward, Drew Barrymore has her own talk show, and the week before the writer strike came to an end, she was like, you know what, I'm just going to do my show without my writers. I'll figure it out kind of thing, and we're just going to move forward and start this season. And everybody, work out? everybody was like, that's, that's just weird. Like, first of all, why would you do that? Secondly, it's kind of contradicting to what you did before where you're stepping down in solidarity and now you're like, oh, now I'm over it. So it was very interesting. And then it just so happened. It was such poor timing a week after the writer strike came to an agreement. And so then she's like, okay, so we're back on. She told all her writers, like, let's do this. And her three top writers decided that they were going to quit. So it was a it was a surprise and it was interesting. But honestly, I'm proud of the writers because they know their worth and their value. And yeah, granted, she's just going to get three new top writers. But my thing is, they were like, no, you were so easy to like kind of kick us to the curb. And now you're just like back here like, oh, well, it's good now. We need you. And so I just thought it was pretty funny that that came up. That's it's so and it's funny because it reminded me of two distinct things. So. You know how people always say, like, when you're so far, don't quit when you're right at the end. Yeah. That's one thing I thought of. And I'm like, you did all this stuff to support, support, support. And then right at the very end, you're like, I'm out. You're it's like, weird. I don't need the writers. And you're like, uh, that's kind of a head scratcher because you do need them. I think it would be a little different if she hadn't made that such a drastic, like, I'm not going to do the MTV Awards show. If she didn't do that, I'd be like, I'd still be like, girl, that's kind of messed up. But I'm like, you did this huge, like, I'm a hero. I'm not going to do this. And then you're like, ah, F my writers. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you need them. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you without the writers? I mean, you're obviously Drew. You're still Drew Barrymore. But um, this also to tie it into movies. Have you ever seen the movie The Mist? Yeah. It's like The Mist comes and kills you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how The Mist ends? Spoiler alert. I watched it a long time ago. It's very reminiscent (laughs) to what Drew Barrymore just did. Uh, the mist, the guy ends up making the ultimate sacrifice, which I don't really know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but he decides to put his family out of misery. Oh, I remember from this. the animals. And after he does it, the mist goes away <laughs> and you sit there and you're at the end of the movie with a blank face. Cause you're like, are you kidding? Me? It's one of the bleakest movies like yeah. ever. But I just thought of that as you're explaining the story. I had to look it up and I'm like, oh, what is the movie? I literally looked up. I'm like, what is the movie about the fog where the guy had to kill his family? That's so (laughs) sad. That's so sad and very morbid. But um, being that it's not a true story, it would be funny if Drew Barrymore was in that movie. Oh, that'd be ironic, (laughs) right? That'd be a full circle story. She did. um, What is it called when you do the acting meta or not meta? Mm. I feel like Drew was doing method acting where she just like became. Well, she wasn't. 
I don't know why I just said that because she wasn't in that movie at all. But if she was, that's she what it would have been. Exactly. She was inspired by her own things. That's crazy. But I mean, this has definitely bled into other uh, movie production companies. And I mean, Marvel in particular, we, you know, we're huge on the Marvel movies that come out and they're scrambling for writers right now. Since really? Everyone was basically like laid off and obviously it ended and everyone's back, but there's no one in the room to bring back. So there's movies that they have planned out on a slate that they've announced and there's no one to direct, write, produce the whole shebang. So it's like, what do you do at this point? Do you just... Why wouldn't they just hire the writers they let go of back unless they didn't want to? So here's the fun part. I think it's kind of with the Drew Barrymore scenario, it's very stubborn. It's Mm -hmm. like, do I want to go back and work for them after they kind of scorned me? And I think me personally, I wouldn't want to. Yeah. I mean, you basically said, I don't really need you. I mean, uh, it's hard. It's very difficult. Because for the writers, it was like, we want all these things. So it's it's really not like they like they were let go, but it's not like, oh, we just don't care about you, mm-hmm. like throw you to the curb. Something happened where the guild was like, okay, we have to- We need to put an end to, yeah. to this. Yeah. It's a very sticky situation, but hopefully they get good writers because, I mean, obviously Marvel is like top tier, mm-hmm. but it can get repetitive and stuff like that. Right. So you would hope that- they get some good people back in yeah. to make I mean, it go. While we're on the topic, Loki season two just came out and that premiere episode was fantastic. Really? That was a 10 out of 10. And it picked up right where season one left off and season one was pre-strike. And I think they got season two in prior to the new, sh- the strike starting, not the new strike, the, obviously the only <laughs> strike. And it came out and it's phenomenal. I need to start watching so, it. And it's so eerie because you know how we saw Ant-Man and... Kang was portrayed in kind of a wimpy way and he's supposed to be like the biggest, biggest bad guy. And obviously Jonathan Majors has been in hot water, but this show does such a great job of not indirectly showing the bad guy, but making you absolutely terrified of the bad guy. I'm excited. I want to start watching it. I know you watched it when I had to had bedtime. <laughs> it was so past 9 p.m. I didn't get to watch it, but I'm going to start watching it because I saw the whole other season with you and I thought it was really interesting. And I didn't, I remember watching the beginning of that season. I was like, I'm not really into this. And then I was like, oh. Yeah. And then it picks up each mm-hmm. episode. And then what I told one of my buddies was this episode feels like it's the next episode from the finale of season one. Oh. So it where it ended high kind of intensity, we picked up with that same level. So if they keep that going, by the time we get to the finale of season two, it's going to be like a heart beating out of my chest fast. Okay. I'm here for we'll it. We'll see. See what happens. So <laughs> I saw this thing that was so freaking funny. LeBron tweeted out to the Kels brothers and he was basically like, now y'all are the Kings of Ohio. Cause obviously LeBron's from Cleveland, so but he's like, y'all been killing it. And he's like, I'm just wondering like how long it's going to take for you to ask me to be on your podcast. You got one of the biggest NBA players. Like hi, can I please be on your podcast? And a lot of people were thinking like, Oh no, LeBron just wants clout, which is so interesting to me. Because how does LeBron need anymore? Exactly. But they were like, no, it's the whole Taylor situation. Like now that they're blowing up, he wants to make sure he's like a part of the news, which if that's true, he did make sure. But if it's not, I'm like, he just wants to be on a a sports podcast with, I mean, two of the biggest names right now. And they tweeted back at him. They're like, bro, just let us know what day and I'll be on it. So I just thought it was interesting. I want to know what you thought about that whole situation. I think if LeBron asked us to be on the podcast, he can have my seat. Oh. I'll stand the whole episode. So it's the weekly drop pod with, with Erica and LeBron. The, the weekly Bron pod. Bron pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think that's awesome. He should definitely do it. I love that 
over the past couple of years, sports uh, athletes have kind of gotten away from just doing their main job. And like now we have athletes that stream and mm-hmm. play video games. We have athletes that do podcasts. We have athletes that YouTube vlog the entire behind the scenes of the day in the life of a player. And I think seeing that behind the scenes kind of connects us from the normal everyday person to this mega athlete that we idolize. So uh, them doing more and more is awesome. I think he should definitely be on it. And I think it's going to do insane numbers. Yeah, of course. Still, they're going to stay at number one because I think that's where they are. So LeBron is also in other spotlight because he is now the oldest player in the NBA. How old is he? Oh, I think... I did it to you again. Mm-hmm. Got to get your facts straight. I feel like oldest and he's like not even 40. He's not. Well, how old is he? He's 38. The so, problem is he's been in the league for 21 seasons. Wow. Yeah, that's a long time. It's crazy because it's same thing with the guy that <laughs> pulled his Achilles or broke his whatever. Oh, not Rogers again. Rogers, We're bringing it up again. But real quick, Rogers, when I was watching the show that he's in with the Jets. Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. I thought it was interesting because I'm like, man, he looks like a grandpa. Like he Mm -hmm. looks old compared to, you know, the 20 year olds that just got onto the team or, you know, they're starting fresh. Like they all have like these baby faces and they're young. And then you have him. I don't even think he's like 35, 36. And he looks way older. Bro, he looked like he was like 50. Yeah. I was like, okay. It's just crazy. So, I mean, and what's funny about the LeBron one is they were doing like, uh, the team's social media account went up to him and they're like, LeBron, how does it feel that you're now the oldest player in the NBA? And he had this goofy smile on. And then he proceeds to run down court and cram it on a rookie and slam dunk in practice. So cramming it is when you absolutely demolish the rim. And he went nuts and slam dunked it. And if he's doing that at 38, like that dude's going to be in the league for a long time. I just, still, that makes which me want to go back to the gym. Yeah. I'm like, Get your bunnies. Oh, hops. Yeah, jumps. There I know you go. What it is. All right. I know what you it got is. The lingo. I played in middle school. Okay. I was a forward. Okay. <laughs> you know the vibes. Well, let's keep it moving forward. And uh, baseball playoffs are underway. So we haven't covered much baseball because I've been salty because the Yankees suck. Oh, that was uh, strong. Yeah, it's okay. They might get better. I don't know. Who knows? But anyways. The playoffs have started uh, already because the first round had came and went in between our episodes and Tampa, Milwaukee, Toronto, and Miami. Bye-bye. Se fue. I felt like Tampa was doing... Well, okay, so last year, okay. I felt like Tampa was doing really well, so I assumed like they would do well this year, but they... So they did. I, they won 99 games, which is an impressive wow. feat. Anytime you win more than 90 games, that's kind of the rule of thumb. You had a really good season. And they went in, and first round, they got smoked by Texas. The Astros? No, 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 no. So, of course, common misconception, because there's a million teams in Texas, New York, and Florida, but the Texas Rangers are the team that went in to Tampa and absolutely beat the crap out of them for two games. I never even heard of them. Yep. So (laughs) they (laughs) they came in, beat them. Milwaukee got smoked by Arizona. In at home, so mm. these are all home games that the teams hosted, and they got demolished. So Toronto also lost to Minnesota, and then Miami lost to Philadelphia. Dang! So all those teams are gone. They are now sitting on the couch with the other teams that didn't even make the playoffs. So did your boys make the playoffs? Which ones? The Yankees. No, they did not. <laughs> so they are on the same seat that all these teams are sitting on. So awesome! Congrats to them. They can <laughs> now so sit sad. on the same sofa. Go golfing or something. Yikes. Um, So that set up the divisional round, which is round two of the playoffs. So Houston will be taking on Minnesota. Texas, the team we just referred to, will be taking on Baltimore. The Dodgers will be taking on Arizona. 
and the Atlanta Braves will be taking on the Philadelphia Phillies. That Braves Phillies series is my what to watch for in the MLB playoffs. So the Houston versus what is it, Minnesota? Yeah. That's the Houston Astros. That is the Houston Got Astros. Got you. Okay, so the other people are called the Texas. Yeah, yeah Texas Rangers. <laughs> Rangers, and then they're the Houston Astros. Correct. Very interesting. Yeah. So uh Houston versus Minnesota. Houston's favored to win that. I think that's going to be kind of easy for them. Not much of a challenge with Minnesota. Uh, Texas and Baltimore is a fun series. Baltimore is a young team up and coming. They won the division this year, beating out the Yankees, Tampa, a lot of good teams. So they came in and took care of business, but they have already lost one game. So they're, yeah, they're got to battle back, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, The Dodgers got upset last night by Arizona. Arizona is kind of doing the same exact thing that texas is doing and riding that hot wave like they got hot at the right time yeah so we'll see what happens <laughs> <Me>. there <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> everyone at puberty time <laughs> i got hot, hot at, at the, the right, right time <laughs> um and then like i said the what to watch for is that atlanta philly series because atlanta is a beast of a team but like i was telling my dad the phillies for whatever reason when the clock strikes midnight for october and playoff baseball starts they turn into this like godlike team. Really? Yeah. The entire city rallies around them. They go absolutely ballistic in the playoffs. And it's just the most intense level of baseball that can be possibly played. Nice. So obviously everyone would want to say Atlanta is going to win that series, but don't be surprised if the Phillies win. Interesting. That's all I'm going to say. Very interesting. And that wraps up the sports segment. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Um, whose birthday is coming up? Me. Oh, yeah, you and my cousin Joey. Hey. Joey's like three days after you, I believe, but your birthday is this Saturday. Libra twins. He's a Libra, right? Yeah. Cool. Maybe. Scales. I don't know. He's I don't know scales. much about the if, Zodiac. You know stuff. what? I He probably is because he is a lot like me and I am a lot like him and it's so mellow mm-hmm. until provoked. Yes. And then when you open up and you know your audience, it's just ramble, talk, 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 which I love because that is one of the funniest people I've ever met. Oh, yeah. He's not literally- even close. One of my favorite people. It, you know the person's funny when you can get roasted for 45 minutes and laugh the entire time. It's amazing. Yeah. I don't know how his sister did it. She yeah. got roasted her Many whole years. life. I love it. She loves it. But we yeah, love her. the 14th. So Saturday. Are you excited? I'm very excited. I don't know how to feel though. We talked about this in private, but I mean, 25, that's a huge milestone. 26, you're like, mm, what's, what is this? So weirdly enough, when I turned 25, it was a lot of fun. And I didn't, it's age is so interesting because you kind of grow and you get older and you get wiser, go through whatever you're going to go through, but you don't obviously feel it the day you turn that age. So people always ask you like, you're 30 now. How do you feel? You're this now. How do you feel? And I know when I turned 25, because that was such a staple, it was like, oh, you're 25 now. Like you're right there. Like, how do you feel? I was like, no, I feel the same. For some reason, when I turned 26, I felt older. I felt probably because I had to start paying my car insurance, but <laughs> I felt older. I felt like wiser and I felt like I had more purpose than I did before, which I thought was so interesting because it really is only a year difference. Yeah. But I don't know if maybe that's how much I grew between 25 and 26 or if it was just like I knew I had more stuff coming up and I was like, okay, 26, like this is it. This yeah. is the year. So I thought it was interesting. And I hope even if you don't feel that, I hope it's like a great year for you. And I, mean, I think it will be. We're we're kicking it off to a really hot start. We're doing a little vacation. Yes. Um, getting some cooler weather, which I, I love the cold. 
I do too. We get I to wear sweaters it. and yeah. I can actually have my hair straight and not start sweating like a crazy nice. person. So we're going to do that. We're going to go to the Circus Maximus World Tour. Ooh. The first leg of it. And one of the first shows actually too. Mm-hmm. So like we're going to be one of the first people to experience this new album in its full. Yeah. When um, I was getting you the birthday present, because that's what I got you for your birthday. Hey. Um, I was trying to figure out like, should we go to Atlanta? Because it's not that far. Or what's a better city? What's a cheaper flight? Because, you know, I'm not trying to spend yeah, like budgeting. $200 to fly somewhere. So I was just looking around and then I saw we've been to Raleigh before. And then I also noticed like, oh, snap, there's a show on your actual birthday. And I'm like, he would all he's been doing is talking about Travis Scott. So I'm like, yeah. he would go crazy for that. So I kind of just like bit the bullet and I was like, all right, let me check flights. And flights were barely even 60 bucks. Round trip. I mean, yeah, you have to add on a bag, but we figured that out. Yeah, we got it all. So it's just like, it was cheap flight. The tickets weren't too bad. And then it's like Raleigh, we did have a good time last time. And now we actually get to explore because the time before we went to a music festival to Dreamville. And it was more so festival sleep, festival sleep. Yeah. So I'm like, now and those we can... festival days take a lot oh, out of you too. Exhausted. We talked about it during Dreamville. I, it was the second day and we looked at each other and we were like, I think this is it. Yeah. We're not doing this anymore. Oh, it's I'm just going to be concerts from here on out. Yeah. So it's going to be exciting to see like what downtown Raleigh is all about and see like their cool, cute bars and different stuff like that. And just do a little sightseeing as well as you know, um, have fun on your birthday and go to the concert and all that. So it's going to be a good time. And I hope that the rest of 26 lives up to the first day and a half of 26. It will. We'll be good. We'll be good. I feel like you have a lot of good coming to you. Oh, I'm like, you're doing very well. Wow. Okay. Okay. So if you had to like choose what the most optimal thing was to do for your birthday, like I don't know, go to an event, I mean, a concert, just your perfect birthday, like what would it be? Yeah, that's tough because I mean, you and I both like to do a lot of different things. So us going to a different state or traveling has kind of been the MO the last couple mm-hmm. years. We've like, oh, let's go here. Let's go here. Let's go check this out, which I love. Um, years prior, we've had family get togethers, some more intimate, some more party settings. So I, it's tough to say like which one. I think now in the position I'm in, I think what would be really fun is just getting kind of like the whole gang together, Mm -hmm. like friend group and doing something that's not too like cost expensive, I guess for everyone, but just getting everyone in the same spot. And then whether that's playing card games or just talking, listening to music, drinking, whatever the case may be, whatever each person enjoys doing, kind of just bringing that to the table and having like a, just a night or, or whatever. I feel like, I feel exactly the same way. So for my 30th party, we did like a house party, a 90s party. That was fun. And just having all my friends and family in the literal same building room, room, we were all in the same room, Um, but just being around each other and being able to see all my friends and family connect with like, you know, your family and all our friends like intertwine. Like for me, I feel like that's such a beautiful moment. And one thing that happened recently is in order to give you the Travis Scott birthday present I had to kind of tell you ahead of time and celebrate because your mom was going on this awesome vacation and we just wanted to make sure everybody was together so we obviously did that dinner we spoke about in previous episodes and I remember during the dinner you know it's your family my family my parents um, our friends like your cousin like it was just really awesome I'm like sitting there and I was just like this is what life's about like I'm just so happy in this moment right here with all the people I love like I was like this is what you're supposed to search. I mean, I know it's nice to have money. It's nice to have 
super awesome experiences like going to Switzerland or something like that. But just being around the people you love, like the warmth you feel from that, I'm just like, oh, it was amazing. I mean, I was in shock yeah. for half the dinner. I really didn't even know what to say. But I mean, to a, a further attest to that, and then obviously to speak back on your birthday, everyone likes to kind of think they're the star in their own movie. Mm-hmm. And when you have these events, I always call it the Avengers events <laughs> where everyone kind of crosses yeah. into the same movie. Um, when you see kind of everyone uh, interact and intertwine their lives and share experiences, it's so surreal to see that. So like a few examples is like um, our aunts interacting because we've always spoke, uh, Spock. Spock. We've always spoke about how how similar are um, our titis. Titis. And when they were talking to each other, it was like they knew each other their whole life. Oh, it, I mean, the first time our parents met, it was the same situation where I was like, wait, do we know each other? Like, yeah, I feel crazy. Like it's so weird. But I always have this like, kind of check myself moment in a good way where like I said I was sitting there and I was like you know this is what it's all about and I know every single time I have that moment because it's happened to me multiple times I'm like this is this has been such a good experience a good day like whatever it is I'm like this is beautiful yeah it's kind of hard I mean you understand what I'm saying it's hard to explain it until you actually feel it it. but and once you experience it you'll be like I know exactly what she's talking about it's a moment where you you definitely have to just sit back and kind of not read the room, but just look around for mm-hmm. a second and don't say any words, just look and then you'll feel it. It's, yeah. a, it's more of a feeling than kind of a, a seeing thing. Yeah. But um, it's, it's quite the sensation because then you, it, it's almost like, a, oh, I made it. Yeah. Like I, I've arrived at the destination that I've been trying to get to. So that's beautiful. It's awesome. It's really fun. And then uh, of course, I mean, I don't want to keep rambling on about it, but it's such a good feeling that you want to keep talking about it. And uh, just seeing like your friends there and and everyone, your family, and it's it's amazing. It's like wow. Like I remember you from this. I did this with mm-hmm. you. You were from here. My parents. This and the other thing. And you're like wow. Like and now you get to meet. So it's it's amazing. Yeah. One of the things that one of my friends Elise said is that she's like I just love that you introduced me to people that I was like I wouldn't have known unless. I met them through you. I mean, maybe on the street they would have met somewhere, but you know what I'm saying? So, and they become such good friends and then they just like have their own friendships outside of it. And it's just like, I love doing that. If I can connect and relate to somebody and then be like, oh no, you're going to get along with this person. There's no jealousy in that friendship at all. I'm like, y'all are hanging out. That's awesome. Because I'm just like, well, well, there's no jealousy unless it's guys night. Yeah. That's a different story. Okay. Because that was my best friend. Yeah. But, But, But you also said, that Go you off. put me on. And you're like, oh, you'll really like him. I'm glad you're best friends with Jeremy. And then you said that it's not allowed to happen. Yeah, because he's mine first. Oh, okay. That boy is mine. Oh. As a friend, I'm sorry. <laughs> As a friend. As a friend. Okay, so going into quit playing games, we're kind of going to hit like a back and forth motion here. Um, We're just going to go tit for tat on girl math versus boy math because that's been a hot topic lately on TikTok, online, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. So we're just going to go back and forth and talk about girl girl blah, 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 blah. Ready? Okay. (laughs) Oh, I also like to say that not all our views align with some of these girl math and boy math. Unless they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some are a little inappropriate. Ooh, okay, go ahead. No, you first. Okay, so um, girl math is saying that calories don't count when you're on your period. Because they don't. I've heard you say that before. Well, yeah, I'm like, that muffin, I mean, subtract the one, put it over. Yeah, it makes (laughs) sense. Math. Math. Cool, math is mathing. It is. Um, 
claiming you don't know how to clean the bathroom but then spend three hours on your car with 15 different products is boy math. Oh my gosh, honestly. And I, that happened yesterday. I really feel like, it, and you're not dirty, so I'm not gonna say this like hey. that, but I feel like <laughs> you do. people do poor jobs on purpose. So they can get out of exactly. it? Exactly. My I'm, cousin, sorry, Kayla. Go ahead. Oh, and, <laughs> oh wow, name drop. Um, she told me a story that she actually did that. And for those of you who know my aunt, that would get right under her skin. And she did that and she would mess up on purpose and that would set her off. So I mean it's smart. I'm just saying it's though. diabolical you need to is be what a it team. is. <laughs> diabolical is the most Dexter laboratory word of all time. Laboratory. Okay. D D. So uh Girl Math is not paying the fifteen dollars for shipping, instead spending another thirty dollars to get free shipping. <laughs> I mean that's, But I got uh, another item. Math. I got another item. I respect so that. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I really respect that. Boy math is referring to a team as we, but you have zero contribution to the team. And I say it all the time. You're like, we're doing so good. I'm like, you were on the field. Bro, what'd you do? What did you do exactly? Oh all you God, did was shout right. at the TV. I, and yelled, yelled very loud. So girl math is going to the store, buying something, returning it and getting either your money back or a gift card and thinking you made money off of it when it's just whatever did money you, you spent. I think so. I feel like anytime I return something, I, we recently did this at one of the stores and I got a gift card. I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, free we money. can buy whatever we want. But it was money I spent. Yeah, but I mean, it makes sense because now it's money you can spend again. I guess. It's free money? Kind of. No money's free. Well. Okay. I gotta do is print it. I guess. Well, don't do that. Yeah, don't print fake money. Yeah. <laughs> Oof, okay, gosh. go ahead. Uh, boy math is being 5'10 and saying you're six foot tall. Mm. Let's talk I'm about sorry, it. short kings. Let's talk about it. I am also a short king, and it's okay to be under six foot. I know some people, and this is the one time I won't name drop, but you know who you are if you're listening to this episode. You are not six, not six feet. You are not six feet. And I don't and know who you are, and, and it's, it's okay. okay. Get some Air Force Ones. We recently just learned this. Yes. And they have platforms in Air Force Ones, so you can get that height up. Yeah. So, all right, I have one more. Me too. So if it's September and I bought tickets to a concert that's in March, the following year, by the time I go to the show, it's basically free. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> that is not I true. I have nothing else to pay for. Okay, but you paid for it. Well, but it's like, it's old. Yeah. Oh, no, it just doesn't gosh. count. Okay. okay you stand ahead. by that one? Uh, is that one of the ones you believe? Or I'm is starting like a- to squat by that one. Okay. It's okay. Go ahead. Uh, this one is a, uh, this is a punch one. So just, you ready? Mm -hmm. Uh, women are too emotional, but then men will punch walls when they're mad. I, that's boy (laughs) math right there. I'm going to say this on the podcast because my parents already know, and they actually got mad when I said it, but my brothers punched a wall before. Nice. (laughs) And then he blamed it on the dog jumping on him and pushing his elbow into the wall. I mean, that's valid. But I knew the secret the whole time. And finally, when we were older, I was like, what about the time you punched a hole in the wall? And my mom was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, yeah, he didn't know how to control his emotions. Now he does more so. So, I mean, he's grown up. When he was younger, he just was punching holes in walls. Yeah. But don't punch holes in the wall and then be like, oh, you're emotional. No, no. I think- no, no, you know, you, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So don't, don't stand by it's okay to punch holes and then also stand by saying that women are too emotional. If you were like that and you're not, 
and you did punch holes in walls and I was, I mean, I am an emotional creature. I feel like every time you said, you're, stop, you're being emotional, I would just take you on a tour around the apartment and show you all the holes, the holes. you punched into the wall. <laughs> and be all like, the holes. You were saying? That's terrible. so wrong. Oh, geez. <laughs> that's it we did it episode six of the weekly drop pod you know you can find us on instagram at the weekly drop pod that's p-o-d also on facebook at the weekly drop and yeah so much fun i almost didn't do this episode because i was feeling real tired but i'm very very glad we did it and you know i want to say thank you to you michael because i do feel like you keep me up on my podcast game and i'm having a lot of fun doing this yeah this isn't the bi-weekly drop it's the weekly drop drop. and speaking of that we're probably going to do a special thursday recording for next week because we will be gone so if you, the listeners, have any ideas of stuff that you want to hear us talk about, let us know because we're going to be scrambling for topics the next four days. Yep. So hopefully something interesting happens. In your life or in ours. Because yeah. if not, it is going to be Deftones for 45 minutes. Yikes. And you don't want to hear that. Okay. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Bye.